We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time now for Fitzy and Hart with Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Hart on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Burrow off his back foot. It's intercepted. Down the sideline. Marcus Jones has got speed. Still going all the way. Touchdown, Patriots. Did they ever need that? Jones. Back to the end zone. fourth new england is rallying why have the opportunities for him to be such a regular target in the offense been so few and far between this year oh yeah no particular reason jones steps up tries to avoid it buy some time jones uncorks fall short. Cincinnati is going to win its seventh in a row. The Patriots drop to under 500. They are seven and eight. Bill, you've repeatedly taken responsibility for the offense this season. When you don't cross midfield till the end of the third quarter, you get 12 points here today. How much of that is your responsibility? Your players were yeah, well positioned coach, enough so, yeah. to win today. Yeah, on the head coach. And it starts with me. It's Ian Hart on WEEI. Boston Sports Original. 14th best athlete Merry Christmas Observe. That's right, because Christmas fell on a Sunday, Sunday, December 25th this year. You get an extra day of Christmas, and for the Bah Humbuggers and Grinches, if you will say, maybe even the Scroogey Doogies like my pal Andy Hart, that's an extra day to celebrate and commiserate over what we bore witness to Saturday afternoon with the Patriots. Losing a game that they had no business winning, yet once again were provided an opportunity to take advantage of and were unable to do so. How's everybody doing today? Hope you did enjoy your Christmas Day. It's the Fitzy and Hart Radio Show, otherwise known as a Six Rings Monday here on 93.7 FM, WEEI, and all across the WEEI Sports Radio Network. If you would like to give us a call at any time, you guys know the number. You probably got it plugged in already because you're a bunch of P1s. You can tell Siri, Alexa, Google, everyone else. Give a call to 617 779 7937. That's the telephone number. The text line is open and available for business at 37937. And of course, the socials at WEEI, at Fitzy GFY, and at Jumbo Hart. I have been told Andy Hart was unavailable today for our program. However, Angry Hart has decided to join us today because he is more fired up than he was the other night after the Patriots win. You would think maybe a day and a half of opening presents, sitting with the family by the fireplace underneath the tree and drinking his patented maple whiskey eggnog would have cheered him up. But no, we got a hot and heavy heart coming at you today. Andy, I ask you this, sir. First, how was your Christmas? 
It was tremendous, and you nailed it. There were definitely a uh, good number of uh, maple whiskey eggnog, some good food, some good friends, some good presents. It was a great day. How about you? Fantastic. I would dare say probably the best Christmas I've had in a decade. It was wow. a nice, slow, easy start to the day. Got to spend some quality time uh, with the little dudes and my lady wife, and then we made way to the in-laws. Uh, just a nice, easy day of eating to excess, watching some entertaining football at times, especially that first game, which we'll get to in a little bit, which was uh, beneficial or maybe not so much to the Patriots, depending on if you do or do not want them to make a postseason run. Got to bed at a reasonable hour, and uh, Tom Brady was able to pull through in the end and help me with all of my money line parlays and teasers that I foolishly placed on Christmas Day. But a great day, and now here we are right back at it because the grinders show up on the second day of Christmas, Christmas Observed, and continue to talk Patriots and become available for you wherever you guys may be. Chilling with the family, back to work, uh, in line, making returns, all that jazz. Andy, how is what we saw the other day uh how is the frustration of the patriots having a chance to win that game only to spit the bit again two weeks in a row mind i add that Ramondre stevenson contributed directly to your team's defeat i took a i had a lot of robust conversations online with people about that one as well how is it sitting with you now a day removed uh i, I still am just amazed that this team could be a playoff team like, like mm-hmm. they, they stink <laughs> they find ways to lose and yet the reality is they can easily be a playoff team. Like things are potentially falling into place for them to go get their asses whooped by a uh, number two seed in the AFC, yep. whether that's Buffalo or Cincy or Casey or whoever the really good team is. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just amazed by their ability to stay in the mix while being completely incapable of executing good football in any of the three phases. It's like, how, how does that happen you're not good on offense, defense, or special teams. Well, I wouldn't say they're not good. I mean, oh, they're I not great on Did defense. Did you watch the first half? Yeah, no, that was pretty They were cool. incapable of competing with the team on the other side of the ball in all three phases, in my opinion. For the, for, for the first several drives, yes. It, 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 we did remark. Yeah, I know Bill I said they made who... changes in the first quarter defensively. Yeah, that's weird. How come you didn't stop them after that? Because nothing changed until the second mm-hmm. half. And really, the key to the game was ineptitude by the Bengals. Right? Like, that's the only reason right. you were in it. And it's similar to the last few weeks, whether it's DeAndre Hopkins giving you the ball, whether it's Derek Carr throwing an idiotic, you know, sideways pass that Kyle Duggar's like, yeah, I'll take right. that. I'm, I'm a pretty yeah. damn good I athlete. I saw that on film. I can't believe you actually <laughs> right, decided you to idiot. send me a Western Union telegraphing that you were going to be running that play. And then that ineptitude. I'll ask you this. What was bumpier for Cincinnati, their second half in Foxborough or their plane ride home? Uh, see, I think they mailed it in. I think they got way too comfortable at halftime. And they were like, hey, we can be home with the kids pretty soon. Like, we can go uh-huh. enjoy Christmas Eve and all that. So I, I thought they took their foot on the gas, off the gas. But that's disappointing for them. But, you know, in the end, a win is a win, right? And a loss is a loss. And you are mm-hmm. who you are. We, during the program today, will replay the best of Bill Belichick, who earlier this morning joined the Greg Hill Show featuring Chris Scheim and Jermaine Wiggy Wiggins. We'll give you that around 11 o'clock today. Because it is a Patriots Monday, we'll be hearing from two Patriots players, our pal Lawrence Guy and Matthew Judon will be joining the program, so it'll be great to get some perspective from them as to how the game went and how things look for them going forward, considering that yesterday there was a little bit of a mini-miracle in Miami with the Green Bay Packers playing arguably their best game in quite some time, delivering the L to Tua, although Tua decided basically to uh, gift that one to the Patriots as well as to take one away from the Fishheads down in South Florida with a putrid second-half performance. 
Uh, as a matter of fact, now we are going to be joined on the Harbor One Hotline by Patriots defensive end and linebacker Matthew Judon. Matthew Judon is brought to you on WEI on a Patriots Monday by Anderson Windows and your local Anderson Windows dealer and by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow, by Town Fair Tire for the best prices on tires. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. And here's Matthew Judon on the Harbor One Hotline. Good morning, Matthew. And uh, how was your Christmas, sir? It was good. How was yours? Oh, excellent. Uh, a day full of family, football, festivity, presents, and fun. What was the best gift you got yesterday? I should uh just a gift of life, man. Uh, my <laughs> kids. You feel me? Uh, my kids enjoying the day. Ain't no better than that. Are you a gift giver or receiver? Which do you you know enjoy more? I know a lot of people, when they become parents, that kind of flips the switch towards you like giving gifts more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think everybody know at this point in time, I'm a gift giver at this at this so, point in time. So, Matthew, now that we're a day removed from the game, uh, how is what happened the other day, falling behind 22 nothing in a very difficult and sometimes non-competitive first half, Cincinnati comes out, their offense is on fire, you guys are trying to make adjustments, and then you stage a furious comeback only to unfortunately fall short on the doorstep with just over a minute remaining. How is uh, what obviously must have been a very frustrating day sitting with you a day removed? Uh, it, it, it wasn't that frustrating, man. We gotta we gotta keep going, we gotta keep playing, and we gotta keep uh, executing. But you know, uh, you know, you kind of we you just move on to the next one. We move on to the next one. Is it easier to do that? Because from afar, we say, oh, they got a losing streak. They're finding ways to lose games at the end, but. The reality is, with two games to play, you guys control where you go. You are still capable of making the playoffs and, who knows, making a run. Parcells always said you never know what happens you get in the tournament. Is it easy to, to avoid the frustration when the reality is take care of business the next two weeks and you'll be playing postseason football? Uh, and that's all That's all what it is, and that's what we got to do. We got to keep playing, and we got to keep coming to work, and uh, we just got to keep doing, doing us and, and being better. That's all, and that's all we can really. Uh, that's all we really can do. And I'm sure it would probably be very satisfying. Any chance to make it to the postseason, as you've experienced in Baltimore, New England, is a great opportunity to extend the season. And who knows with the way the NFL has gone this year? Once you get into the dance, probably anything can happen, and you get a chance to play two teams that you'd probably like to give a little payback to in Miami and Buffalo. But first, I'd like to talk about the play you made towards the end of the game. Uh, the offense is starting to cook. You guys are frustrating Burrow. Marcus Jones gets the pick six, and then you make a terrific play on Jamar Chase. Was that just was that something you were expecting to see the way he was holding the ball and the way that uh, the way that sort of developed, or was that just you instinctually just reaching for it and trying to make a play? I think when you're just out there playing fast and uh, and you hustling to the ball and you moving around, I think uh, that just. Uh, kind of happen and that's just uh what happens when you you hustling and you run into the ball but uh you know you don't want to say uh it was by accident by luck I, we practiced we playing and uh you know we we got the, I got the ball out and uh Marcus was right there to fall on it uh but I like I said I think that just happened from just moving fast I think a uh, popular description of this game, a cliche, tale of two halves. You guys are down 22 nothing at halftime, and it 
you know, they're scoring, I think, four of their five possessions in the first half. What changed? Did you guys make significant changes? Is it the old, you know, we just started executing better? What changed that allowed you to put yourselves in position to come back? Shoot, I, I, I think uh, they were honestly driving, and then Marcus made that play, and it just gave us some life. You know, sometimes you just need you just need one play to spark uh, some energy and excitement throughout the team. And I think uh, Marcus came up with that pick six, and uh, we was able to go out there and get another stop. And then uh, our offense was able to score, and uh, that's kind of that's kind of what it was. Uh, and I think that's that's what happened for us, and that's what kind of changed it. Yeah, and people seem to, especially on the team, feed off of the energy and, of course, the clutch playmaking of players like yourself uh, with the with the strip uh, of Jamar Chase and obviously Kendrick Bourne, who had himself a day as well. And, uh, Matthew, I wanted to ask you, as a team leader, two weeks in a row there was a very frustrating play at the end of the game where it seemed like you could either get to overtime or possibly snatch a victory from the jaws of defeat or frustration. Um what happens at the end of the game in the locker room as you guys make your way back in? And as a leader, um, you know, what do you say to guys like Stevenson and Myers, especially Stevenson, um, after a tough play at the end of the game like that? You say you say you congratulate him on a good game and uh, ask him if if he's healthy because uh, we're gonna need him next week. That's what that's what you do, and uh, we we lean on each other, and uh, you know we support each other. Uh, and we understand that everybody made mistakes and uh, nobody's perfect. And so we go out there and we continue to do battle. We know we know what type of player Jacoby and Ramondre and, and you know, Dev. And so we know what type of players we have in the locker room. And we're not about to go and uh, say it was their fault or, or say well, if y'all would have did this. We we couldn't have we could have won or whatever. Like they out there playing hard if they can and possibly can, and we uh and and we gonna continue to rely on them and we gonna continue to uh try to and use them and uh and that's just how football is, man. Sometimes sometimes you making plays and sometimes plays being made on you. You guys probably had two of the more gut punch losses in the NFL over the last couple of weeks. And my simple question is, we talked about it earlier, still have everything in front of you, win a couple of games, you could be in the playoffs. But does this team believe in its ability to win games right now? Like, is there a conf- – do you, do you still feel the confidence that you guys know we can make the plays we need to make to win? Come on, man. We man, we professionals. We uh, we go out here every day and put our body on the line. We ain't. We believe in ourselves with the utmost belief, with a with a undeniable belief. And so we go out. We go out there and we uh. We go out there to win. We ain't going out there to just play and make it look good. We go out there to win, and then sometimes you know stuff that just happens out there but we ain't going out there just to be out there uh it's great to hear matthew and i'm sure yesterday you were the world's biggest Tua fan as he delivered a couple of gifts to green bay to make to make this game coming up this sunday against miami a big one because like andy said you guys do control uh your destiny how are you guys going to prepare for a rematch with miami in what could be unique conditions you played the other day 
and it's five degrees. I'm sure you probably weren't feeling it. The rest of us maybe a little bit more. Now, this coming Sunday, it might be 60 degrees and raining. So uh, there's a lot to prepare for in the rematch with Miami Sunday in Foxborough. Yep. Uh, and whatever it is, it is, and I'll be out there uh, for it. So uh, whatever the temperature degrees it is, I can't wait. What are the uh, what are the specific challenges of everybody talks about from afar? Mike McDaniel's offense with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill and two like what do you see as the challenges of the Miami Dolphins offense? Uh, just the speed and explosiveness and uh, just the misdirection and confusion that they cause in uh, their offense and they can hit uh, they can hit explosive plays at any time. All right, Matthew, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Got any New Year's resolutions? Because the next time that we'll talk to you, next time you guys play a game, it'll technically be next year. Anything on the Matthew Judon New Year's resolution list? Uh man, nah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stay being me. <laughs> Perfect and answer. We love, that's a that's the best answer we could have hoped for, Matthew. Thanks so much for joining yeah. us here on a Patriots Monday on WEI on the Harbor One Hotline. Enjoy the rest of the year. Stay healthy. Good luck next year, and we look forward to seeing you Sunday on the field against Miami. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Thanks, Matthew. Thank you very much, Matthew. Of course, uh, Matthew had one of the key takeaways Sunday in the game against the Bengals, which helped set the Patriots up for what we hoped would have been a game-winning score. That was the Dan O'Brien key takeaway of the week, brought to you by Dan O'Brien Auto Group. And come into any Dan O'Brien Auto Group store and get your awesome protection plan, keeping it awesome. We'll be joined by Lawrence Guy, Patriots defensive lineman, later on in the show. But right now, we're going to catch you up on everything else that happened in the weekend and yesterday in Boston sports. Nick LaPan here on Fitzy and Hart, trending now. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, we're right back to it. Bitsy and Hart on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. what they might be sending in. He continues to gesture and gesticulate towards the sideline about what he wants. 
as the play call comes in. Look who's back in the middle of that defense for Cincinnati. Number 98, DJ Reader, who controls the run game against most teams. Third and goal. Trailing 22 to 6. Jones. Back to the end zone. So we saw in the second half the sort of impact that Kendrick Bourne can have when he's made the focal point of the passing game. Why have the opportunities for him to be such a regular target in the offense been so few and far between this year? Oh, uh, yeah, no particular reason. Of course, no particular reason. Why on earth would there be any particular reason, Andy, why someone who we all came into the preseason expecting to be an elevated playmaker who showed flashes and signs of the ability to score, to raise the team's energy level, and pump up the proverbial volume last year. Why would we possibly expect Kendrick Bourne? <laughs> why, would there, why would we possibly expect there to be, quote, any particular reason why he hasn't been involved more in the game plan this year? And then, of course, when he actually is forced into action, in Week 16, Game 15 against the Cincinnati Bengals as the Patriots try to mount a furious comeback. What happens? Six receptions for his first 100-yard game of his career, a touchdown, big energy, and, of course, a 29-yard run helps setting up the Patriots' comeback in the second half. Why would we expect any particular reason, right? Uh, three and a half months of uh, coincidence, just random nature that a guy who was supposed to be maybe your best playmaker isn't and isn't involved. Not nah, just coincidence. You know, coincidences happen over 15 games generally in the National sure. Football League and, you know, under the watchful, controlled environment that is Bill Belichick. It's just it's just so disingenuous. And it's fine when he doesn't want to answer questions. That's what he does. He gives oh, little yeah. I don't no particular reason. No particular reason. Yeah. OK, I believe that, Bill. <laughs> I believe that. And that and that wasn't even and we'll get to some of what Bill Belichick had to say this morning on the Greg Hill show in a little bit as he joined uh, Wiggy and Chime earlier. But uh that wasn't even the most frustrating answer, I think, from his presser Saturday after the loss to the Bengals. Correct me if I'm wrong. Who was it? Was it was it Chris Gasper or someone who asked for his opinion yeah. uh, or perspective on a play? And he Gasper. says, oh, you guys write whatever you want. And Gasper's like, no, I, I want to know what you call it. <laughs> like, what, See, what you works, coaches. That's why we do these things. That's why we ask <laughs> We'd like questions. to know how you felt about that, yes. which is why we're asking you about that, sir. But anyone, you, you can't get mad at Bill for bad press conferences. I mean... Bill's been doing bad press conferences and being disingenuous and not answering questions and saying, I don't know, for two-plus decades. You know the difference was? He was good back then. No one cared. The people like you, the frauds, the Foxborough frauds, like to just... Oh, I, I, love it. The Hold I love on. it I when Bill does that to the media. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so great. I love when he bats around Gaspa. Oh, wait, you don't like it anymore because your team sucks? Right? Like now it's not so funny when they're not very good, when the execution on the field is an embarrassment at times on all, in all three phases. I just... You know, it is what it is. I, I have no fault in Bill. Bill is who he is. He's been doing that for two True. decades. You know, the difference is he doesn't win anymore. Yeah, but don't, but like, doesn't it seem like even the most Belichickian of press conferences, responses, grumpiness, whatever you like? Yes, of course, people used to rally around the whole idea. You know, he, he was the Grinch, you know, and Bill we trust. Oh, you know, the the evil dark hoodie, yeah, the Sith Lord, all that. Yeah, of course, I, I get all of that and then some. But, like, when you just need a little bit of information, especially when it's so glaringly obvious to everyone that this offense 
which is being guided by someone who basically has no business guiding a professional offense, is lacking playmakers, and then you put a playmaker on full display against an elite-level team in your conference who, if everything goes right, and it would be hard to believe that it will, but if everything were to go right, maybe you would match up against again, and there he is out there making plays, and you haven't played him for the better part of the season because why? No particular reason. I mean... Well, you don't believe him? I... Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to take the polygraph now, or should I just just wing it? You, you think he's being disingenuous? No, I just we know there's something there. I don't know all the stories. Oh, he's late for a meeting. He was this. He was that. He got in Patricia's doghouse. He's whatever. Bill, there's something there. There is a particular reason that he has not had an opportunity for three and a half months. And then when he does, he proves he can still make plays, make catches. Hell. He even made plays on balls that could have been intercepted. Like he was even the good teammate, not like <laughs> salt. You know what I mean? Like he he played defense on offense, right? Like so, I don't know. Uh, to me, it, it's unacceptable for a team that lacks offense, lacks playmakers, playmakers, lacks execution. Mm-hmm. It's unex- part of your job as a coach. Even if there was a reason he's in the doghouse in September or August, whatever, whatever the details are, your job as a coach is one of two things: either find a way out of it or release him. Because you need players on the field that are capable of doing what he's proven for a year and a half, two years now in New England, that he is capable of doing. So, like, cutting off your nose to spite your face? Yeah, I'll show him. He'll never be late five minutes for a meeting again. I might, you know, lose ten games along the way and not make the playoffs Mm -hmm. and be mocked roundly as a terrible offense, but he'll know never to show up late to my meeting again. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, he'll know never to go sw- to throw hands in a preseason, uh, right, you know, great, great, shared awesome. practice in Foxborough. He'll never back talk to former defensive coordinator turned offensive line coach slash play caller Matt Patricia. No way. Why would he ever like some things on social media that say the offense is a mess and people want to see change brought about in Foxborough? Yeah, we'll, we'll show him and. What are we always fed, Andy? What what do we go for as our gruel as we wait in line and we say, please, sir, may I have some more? We always are fed. I'll do it's in the best interest of the football team. So Be I would best. like to ask you and everyone else listening and maybe anyone down in Foxborough, how is not playing Kendrick Bourne in the best interest of your football team? But I would also say that's one of the many, many issues this team has had. I'm not sure. Of course. Even if Kendrick Bourne got out of the doghouse in, let's say, week four or five, that they would be better off. I mean, this is a uh, all-hands-on-deck debacle in Foxborough at times. But there's no question for an offense that is, what, 27th on third down, dead last in the red zone, to just inexplicably or have no particular reason why one of your best playmakers isn't contributing um, certainly could have helped. And we've seen the fine line for them between winning and losing and the fine line between what is going to be either making the playoffs, surprisingly, or not making the playoffs. So... As much as I can say it's only one aspect of this team's failures and issues, maybe it's the one aspect that could have made a difference. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. Let's open up the lines and get to you, the Foxborough faithful, the members of Patriots Nation, tuning in to Fitzy and Hart today on WEEI and Patriots Monday. Mac is in the car hat. He would like to talk about the coaching situation in Foxborough. Good morning, Mark. Hey, good morning, Fitzy. Good morning, Andy. Uh, belated uh, Merry Christmas to both of you. Same to you. Um, uh, a question for you um, that some, that my son, who's 26 and has known nothing but success, he is one of the spoiled children of, of New England that have, that has reveled in this uh, this two-decade-long dynasty. But he asked me a question this weekend at Christmas that I want to ask to you. 
because for 20 years, I would have said the answer would have been, are you out of your mind? But he, with Sean Payton saying that he wants to come back into the league and then saying that Vic Fangio will be his defensive coordinator, would you make that switch from Bill Belichick to that coaching staff? Um, and two, how frank of the discussion will you think it will be between Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick when this offseason happens as to what's become of this team? They're, they're not going to win a playoff game for at least four seasons in a row. Cause, uh, um, what, how candid do you think that conversation will be? I think it'll be very candid. And I think Robert, the way he works, Mr. Nine, you know, measure nine times and cut once, We'll probably let Bill set the tone of that meeting and that conversation when it happens. Like, just ask an open-ended question and see where Bill takes it. I think that's more Robert's style, sort of listen, but then be ready to pounce. And we've talked about this. If Bill says, well, step one is I think Matt will be better in the second year, that's when Robert goes, whoa, 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 I got a problem with step one. (laughs) You mean Matt Patricia? Is that who you're talking about? So I I think I personally believe Bill will go in with a plan that will probably – appease and placate his boss, the owner, because I think Bill knows there are problems. I think he's sort of alluded to significant problems with this team and this offense and everything. So I, I don't believe I, there are still I, we got one today. I don't know if it was a text or a tweet, but we still have people that want them to lose out to ensure that Matt Patricia is not calling plays next year. So not even to get a better draft pick no. to improve the, to, to improve the gauge and caliber of the nope. team. Somebody just wants to guarantee Patricia's exunt, which I think that's already guaranteed. I can't tell you how stunned I would be if Patricia's back calling plays. I, I, I just I, I can't envision it. And I know Bill surprises you and can be stubborn, and people will say ego and hubris and various things. I cannot envision a world where Matt Patricia's calling plays for the Patriots. And I, I didn't, I'm sorry, I can't see it. Won't In a world it. where a football team cuts off its nose to spite its <laughs> right, own face, right. one coach continues to go back to the well of despair in spite of the fact that their offense was garbage. Yeah, like, even if you go with Ego and Bill wanting to chase Shula, you think Bill thinks chasing Shula, the easiest way to get there is have Matt Patricia call the plays? <laughs> when does he put his own priorities, you know, where does he put his own priorities uh, next to the priorities of the football team? And how could continuing to work with Matt Patricia as offensive play caller serve either of them in the best capacity, Andy? It can't. Nope. Doesn't. So that would just be obstinance then? Uh, Yeah. Oh, you don't think he has that in him? think he's got it in him. Oh, okay. I think he's got it in him, too. Now, I think he will control it, the green anger that's in him to prove people wrong his way, whatever. But I, I just, I can't envision Matt Patricia being back. There was even a thing today, I don't know if you saw it, that Kurt Warner put his notes from watching an offense that he's breaking down on, on Twitter and, and okay. said, like, you know, he still can't believe it. And Phil Perry said, eh, it looks kind of like the Patriots offense could fit those notes that he's taking. And then Zoe was like, yep, that's definitely, like, People are still roundly mocking this offense. Like, it is open season on this offense. And I know that's not the only reason to get rid of him, but does Bill not see this? Bill admitted to it today. First third down of the game. Why was everybody running well past the sticks instead of trying to get the first down? Uh, we didn't We didn't run that correctly. So, on December cool. 24th. Cool. December 24th. You're running out of time on the year. You've been practicing for... August, September, well, forget it. You actually started practicing passing offense in OTAs in freaking late April, early May, whenever the hell they're out there. So you've been eight months of practice, 
and you can't run a third down play on your opening possession of a football game correctly and get four or five guys on the same page? Yeah, we had a couple mistakes on the play. Uh, it's not, not the play we were trying to run. How, but why? Why aren't you capable of running it the way you're trying to run it at this point in the process with professional quarterback, professional coaches, professional receivers? How is that possible that they are what Bill Belichick hates? Error repeaters. How is that possible? It almost seems like they're now creating a climate uh, where it's not acceptable, but like they find a way like they they make excuses like every like they'll find different ways to rationalize the mistakes that they're making and not throw anyone in particular under the bus. Bill said, of course, if anything goes wrong, come back to me about it. Like at what point there must be such internal struggle with Belichick in a lot of ways. Like he's the one we're all supposed to come back to. He's the one who hired Patricia. He's out there trying to make excuses for the team or explain away the reasons why they have trouble. He's also part of the draft process. So when they don't have the talent available to them and he's making these decisions that continue to frustrate or uh, stunt the progress of this team. So I ask you, Andy, have you seen any one aspect of this team grow, make progress, or improve over the course of, forget from the seven months back to May when we heard that the offense was already a fluster cluck, if you will. Has there any one thing that has improved over the course of the first 15 games of the season? Is this a big market tease, or do you want the answer? Uh, We have a couple minutes left, so you can give me the answer. I don't know if I can fill a couple minutes because I have to say no. Yeah, that's that's the problem. No, they're, they're not. Improved. I mean, we've talked about, like, everyone, maybe Kendrick Bourne will be, he's not going to catch up to his numbers from last year, but maybe they'll actually use him the rest of the way. But, of course, now now that we see him go six for 100 and have a 29-yard run, he'll be no part of the game plan against the Dolphins, I'm sure. No one has, and now Ramondre Stevenson, the one, the lone bright light, the one spotlight, the one positive you and I kept pointing towards on the radio and on the Six Rings podcast like, well, everyone has regressed this year except for Ramondre Stevenson. Well, I hate to say it. Yes, he has. But also, two weeks in a row, he's made a play. One where he freelances, one where he's a little careless with the ball in an important moment with just over a minute left and gets it stripped away, and pretty much that's ball game. Like, can we even say that he's made progress now? I mean, on the whole, he's made progress. And as Bill said this morning, he's one of our best players. That's true. He's mm-hmm. your best offensive player but he's made key mistakes, and you can drum it up to, and he used the phrase trying to do too much, trying to do too much on his own, and I think that comes from the all the swirling issues, lack of confidence as a team in their ability to execute play after play, down after down, situationally, those types of things. When you don't trust the process that they're in of trying to score and be an efficient offense, you do try to do too much, and as soon as you try to do too much, mm-hmm. generally you open yourself up for failure, either side of the ball defensively somebody tries to make a play they get out of their lane out of their zone out whatever you know what that means you're going to give up a play because but that stems from 11 guys not trusting all 11 guy guys including themselves to execute and do the play and that's where they are that's why i you know one of the texters got mad at me for asking matt judon if they still believe they can win i think that's a legitimate question because yes they're football players and competitors you know what else they are what did he give you a nice come on man exactly They're human beings. They're human beings. And when you continue to fail, and when you continue to fail in spectacularly miserable fashion, like you have the last couple weeks, with the end of the road near, I think it's human nature to start to have doubt creep in. Are we just, is this who we are? Are we a team that kicks away games that can't finish? This is what you and I have said. This is what the drum you and I have been banging on that's had people 
uh, you know, from the Fox, the deep realms of Foxborough fandom, like, oh, Fitzy, how could you stop believing in the Patriots? How can you not continue to believe in Bill? And here's why. As we pointed out in the postgame show to now, Andy, this is four years in a row where the New England Patriots have been a lousy or if at least not error and mistake prone December football team. Correct. What do you mean? Losing four out of five after Thanksgiving is bad. Is that not good? Oh, wait, kicking it away, not even getting beaten. And by the way, I would say clearly losing, yes. not getting beaten. Not losing. playing your best game and have to, having to meet someone else at midfield and say, good game, man, you just brought a little right. more A game. You just bested us today. No, it's more like, losing. hey, good job. Also, uh, congratulations, you were on the receiving end of a lateral, two idi- an idiotic pick six, a fumble, a uh, strip set, like all the stupid things the Patriots keep doing. Yeah. And it's unbelievable, like you said at the start of the show, that they still have a chance to qualify for the playoffs, <laughs> even though this team continues to be their own worst enemy. We didn't also fully answer Mark's question. We talked a little bit about how we think RKK may speak with Bill Belichick afterward. But the idea of Sean Payton and Vic Fangio coming to town mm. or massive regime change, I think mm. both of us don't believe in it. But if anyone mm. wants to talk about it, we are here for it as well. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. The lines are filling up. We have one line open right now. Ray, Gary, Rick, we will get to your calls as soon as we come back. At 11 o'clock, we'll also explore a little bit of that Bill Belichick interview from earlier this morning on the Greg Hill Show with Shime and Wiggy. It's Fitzy and Hart, a Six Rings Patriots Monday here on WEEI. WEEI. We are right back to Fitzy and Hart. Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. just elevated this weekend for this game. He comes up with a huge play. And the extra point is no good. Patriots legend Scotty Washington helping the Patriots pull off the way they always draw up their Hail Mary passes. Andy, with the old bump set spike, comes to him. He pushes it into the arms of Jacoby Myers. And the Patriots get a touchdown on a long passing play. Crazy, wasn't it, that they decided to push the ball downfield and were able to score multiple times? Thank goodness. Thank goodness that instead of taking a knee or trying to throw a Hail Mary at the end of the game in a climate-controlled dome in Las Vegas, they decided to run the ball up the gut for 30 useless yards before the Las Vegas lateral a little over a week ago. It's Fitzy and Hart here middays all week during the holiday week on WEEI. And, of course, it is a Patriots Monday. We heard earlier from Patriots defensive end and linebacker Matthew Judon. We'll hear later from Patriots defensive lineman Lawrence Guy. And, of course, some Bill Belichick from the morning show coming up in just a couple of minutes' time. We continue to course over the offense and the frustrations created by their ineptitude early on and then their ability to actually score the ball and move progressively, dare I say, uh, with positive yardage to be found with guys like Kendrick Bourne, who haven't played all offseason long. A caller earlier said he wanted to know his inquiry was, would the Patriots consider a lump 
change like bringing in Sean Payton to coach with defensive quarter Vic Fangio. I think there's going to be a little bit of a come to Big J moment between Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick in the offseason, but I can't they're not going to make a giant coaching change like that. Like that's not even that's not I mean it's, it's blog fodder at best. Maybe is it even talk radio fodder? I can't see it happening. Uh, I can't really see it happening. I would consider it if it were an actual uh, opportunity or an option to turn to. Now, I don't know I don't know if Peyton I mean, he's going to be a free agent, and free agents go to the best spot, highest bidder, right? Isn't like, he going to? It's going to cost, though, right? Yeah, you're going to have to, but it's going to be like it cost the Bucks to get Rob Gronkowski. You ship right. a draft pick, and you were done. You'll you'll ship a draft pick to the Saints, and you'll be that was done. A fourth rounder worth spending for the Bucks because look what Tom can't do now with Gronk. Absolutely. So, but I liken this a little bit to when everybody talks about like quarterbacks or whatever, and they go, "But why would that guy come to New England? Would Sean Payton want to come to New England? Would he want to coach?" Mac Jones, which if he did, I used the comparison, I think, with you the other day. Like, Drew Brees is a weak-armed pocket passer. So I wouldn't hate the idea of marrying Peyton up to Mac Jones. The problem is you're in the Northeast and in the cold and the wind. You're not in a dome where Drew Brees got to put up 50 gazillion yards uh, passing. So, but, like, you would consider it, right? If, if or, or are you just riding Bill till he dies? Uh, Figuratively, not literally. <laughs> I, would I would I consider it if if Belichick insisted on if Bill Belichick insisted on keeping Patricia in the role and capacity he's in? Yeah, yes, I would. Like okay, if he me too. if he was so obtusely Belichickian that he's like, nope, Matt Matt's going to figure it out. We think we're onto something. This is the way it has to be. It's my way or the highway. Groceries, Parcellian metaphors, etc. Peace. <laughs> See you. Don't let the all hit you with the good Lord split. No, I still think he's got. His in-game management, football knowledge, head coaching, motivational uh, hat on, capacity, knowledge, ability at, at full at full stand. But would I would I do it if he's like, nope, it's going to be this way? Like, well, coach, I love you, thanks for everything, but no. We because Andy, I just want to point out, and then we've got two very angry callers towards the coaching staff. Yeah, my uh, kind of on people. The line who want to? I'll, I'll get to these two guys first. I just want to point out. I know it was Christmas Eve. I know it was freezing cold. People had stuff to do. It felt like it was negative five degrees in the stands, and that's when the sun was shining on you as opposed to when you were in the shadow or like that dark corner like Mike Giardi talked about the other day on the show. Capacity was at like 45,000 the other day. That's hitting Robert Kraft where I think it counts most, aside from the trophy room inside Gillette Stadium, the pocketbook, the checkbook, the wallet. Like he's not going to – if Pats fans are going to show frustration, be like, I'm not showing up. It's cold. I don't feel like I don't feel like going through this again. I don't want to watch the torpid offense not be able to score in the first half anymore. Then change is going to get brought about. Yeah, where were there more empty seats? Here, where your Hall of Fame head coach is struggling, or in Pittsburgh? You see all the yellow seats at Heinz Field, it, where yeah, that's another mediocre. Aren't they seven and eight too? It's a mediocre they team are. with a young quarterback that you're not sure about. A legendary, I guess I'll use the word, head coach who's never had a losing season. And I turned that game on when I got home, and it's like. Wow, there's a lot of empty seats there. And I don't know if that's a holiday NFL problem, a mediocre, crappy football NFL problem, but uh, it's certainly not a good look if you're ownership when you look down in your stadium and like, huh, there's, there's not a lot of people here. Christmas Eve, swirling winds, snow, like it's romantic, it looks fun and everything, but at the same time, like the logistics of that combined with the night and everything else and the fact that they're in a similar situation to the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. I think if those two teams cap, I can get it. were 13-3, and three, People will be like, it's going to be awesome. Let's do the whole Christmas Eve thing. Like, yeah. you're Six excited. But yeah. 
if you stink, what do I want to go watch stinky football for in the cold? And it's takes a holiday. fifty-eight minutes for Kenny Pickett to finally find Pickens in the back of the end zone. Yeah. Like hard pass. Appreciate you, but hard pass. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is the phone number. Ray is in Boston. He's not happy with Coach Belichick. Here's your forum. Hi, Ray. Hey guys. Uh, so I'm thinking Fitzy Hart and Mego in the afternoon is going to sound real good. <laughs> I'll just laugh and move on. Go ahead. <laughs> Appreciate you, though, anyways, Ray. Anyways, I am a fire Belichick guy. And let me explain to you why. Here's my Belichick scouting report. Uh, can't draft and maintain a roster at an elite level at this point. Can't manage clock situations at an elite level at this point. How many times has a guy gone down, let 30 seconds run, do a QB sneak, call a timeout, do 31 seconds, call a timeout? He can't manage a defense or contain any – scrambling quarterbacks anymore okay great you can pick off sam ellinger some some bump 13 <laughs> times when you face elite talent they tear you up you can't uh assess and sign free agents anymore how much money do we have in free agents and uh we can't can't seem to get these guys to produce you can't get coaching staff in because nobody wants to come coach for them because it's an awful place to work the work environment is terrible um if you were looking at this guy you wouldn't even want him unfortunately, on your staff because he's so hard to work with. He's so terrible to the media. He's awful to the fans. And not for nothing, most Patriots people aren't going to go pay X amount of dollars to go see a game when you're going to watch a terrible, terrible product. Uh, if you look at him, it's like the stock market. Past performance doesn't guarantee future results. If you looked at him in a vacuum for the past three years, took off your blue, red, and silver goggles, you would say, this is guy displays some of the worst coaching tendencies in the NFL. He's not as bad as Nathan Hackett in, in Denver, but let's be honest. If you were – I changed my mind recently. I said I would rather have Belichick than a guy like Kyle Shanahan. But if you look at Shanahan on the upswing, if you look at Belichick on the downswing, the game has passed him by. We're not playing in 2004 anymore. You don't have Bill Parcells' roster anymore to, to go win championships with, okay? So the fact of the matter is uh, we don't have two running backs and a fullback in the backfield. We're on the power wing. Yeah, you're going to get your star receivers on the field. Benching them is a foolish ego game. And it's playing losing football, and you can tell. And he can't, he can't, he can't at an elite level develop young quarterbacks either because he's taking our young quarterbacks, who's actually pretty good if you don't run receivers into each other on, on deep corner routes. Yeah, newsflash, the guy can find open receivers if they're not laying on the ground hurt because Matt Patricia said, both of you guys run 10-yard digs into each other. Yeah, that, that's bad coaching. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not an NFL scout, but I know when I see, oh, three receivers down in the flat, all with each other, covered by one linebacker. Yeah, Matt Jones has it back up in the pocket and gets sacked. It's not even a question. So, as far as I'm concerned, if Matt Patricia doesn't go, Belichick's got one more year for me, and, and I would not spend any more money on Patriots tickets at this point. We went and saw the Colts, and we had a good time, but the amount that we paid, me and my wife, uh, we wouldn't do it. So, thanks for listening to me, guys. I want to hear you guys in the afternoon, uh, and I appreciate your time. Thanks. Uh, just a, uh, one programming note starting January 3rd. It's going to be Arcand, Mego, and Ray in the afternoons yes. here on WEEI. That was one of people you can call in and talk about whatever. If you want to tell us why you think uh, the Grinch Saves Christmas, how the Grinch Saves Christmas is the best special of all time, go ahead. You want to talk about eggnog recipes? Fine. Christmas carols, favorite gifts, etc. It's still the holidays. But if we're going to talk football and you have points to be made, listen to how Ray just called in. He had several points. He had good lines, a couple zings, a couple stingers in there as well. Andy, that was an awesome call. Ray, please continue to call back whenever you like. I will always put you to the front of the queue. 
Uh, Andy, do you want to unpack everything Ray just gave us, or should uh, we pay, uh, take a break and then? Do I have an hour? Because <laughs> I think <laughs> right, we'll Ray... unpack Ray's call. We'll get to Belichick. I got Gary, John, Rick still on hold as well. One line open at six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Uh, yeah, Pats fans, you're frustrated. So are we. There's many reasons why. Let's continue to discuss them. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.